David, seems like you like some businesses also poised to improve as the economy does so. Paychecks, Rockwell Automation, some industrial themes mixed in with some employment themes. Uh, tell me about how that fits into your overall strategy. Hi, Oliver. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Sure thing. Uh, Innovative Portfolios, we're a money management firm that uh, manages money for RIAs. Uh, and mostly we focus on downside risk characteristics. We avoid, we try to avoid stocks with higher downside risk characteristics. Uh, but one of the portfolios we use, which you had mentioned, is uh, we call dividend performers. And what we do is take the dividend achievers list, which are the 350 or so stocks that have raised their dividends every year for 10 years in a row at least. And we measure those various downside risk characteristics and we pick the 50 that we think have the least downside risk. And so, and it's done well. We are uh, closing in on our third year and, uh, and we're, you know, a top decile type fund in our uh, category, hmm. but it, it's worked quite well. But anyway, uh, we pick these stocks and then we do a option overlay on top of it and sell volatility in the S&P 500 to try to juice the yield by, you know, three, four percent or so. Wow. But the, the stocks that I had mentioned, uh, or that I had, that you had mentioned, uh, Paychex, Rockwell, Stryker, they're all uh, have the, they're in the lowest of the downside risk of all of those stocks. Um, and like Paychex, that's certainly a reopening name. I mean, Kevin was just talking about the earnings per share blowouts of the of the banks and J.B. Hunt, and I think there's a lot of evidence that the economy is uh, is turning, and the U.S. is way ahead of uh, most of the rest of the world. Uh, Paychex, you know, they do uh, basically employee paychecks for uh, mostly U.S.-based companies. They have very little outside the U.S., and as it economy continues to grow and hiring comes back and we've still got you know four million people or whatever sitting on the sidelines uh, waiting to come back into the workforce but but they will come back uh, then this company is going to continue to grow and they they hit a new high this morning they're 119 bucks uh, they reported earnings last week and beat by about 10 percent so I and and they still have a, a solid dividend 2.2 percent so I think they're uh, very well priced then the other one that I think is probably, uh, really good buy right now is Stryker. Stryker is about 265, and they do the orthopedic and medical devices, orthopedic implants, medical devices, things like that. And COVID, you know, back in 2020, I mean, they shut down all these elective procedures and then opened them back up, and then they closed them down again this summer. A lot of hospitals closed down the, the elective procedures. Uh, but baby boomers are still aging. Baby boomers still need new knees and new hips and things like that. And so you've got this demographic, uh, you know, pushing forward, and you've got this pent-up demand from the COVID shutdowns of many of these hospitals. So they're like a twin turbo uh, <laughs> driving this uh, the demand I like that. on the stock. So a, uh, a powerful uh, reopening uh, trade here that's got some secular tailwinds with demographics still behind it. So it's uh, uh, like an accelerant on top of an already moving train. Right. Exactly, exactly. And the stock came down. It's down about 6% from its high. It's got a lot of support, about 250. Uh, the average price target on the street is 288. And so I think people would either buy it now or you could even sell a put for a November uh, 250 put is going for about two and a half bucks. Hmm. If you get put, you're buying into the stock at a really great price. So I like I that. It's very, it's very well priced here. 
I like the idea and the uh, stock uh, picks too, Dave. Where is the baseline view in your team's analysis right now of the general strength of the economy from here? I mean, it sounds like you're very optimistic. Uh, what type of economy do you think we need to see to keep some of these trends you're talking about going for the more cyclical businesses? Stryker, it seems like, has some of that specific stock and business secular trend for a paychecks uh, or more industrial theme with Rockwell. What kind of numbers do we need to see next year from the economy? Um, well, that's, that's a good question. I, I don't know that you need to see. I think we'll have good growth, first of all. Uh, gross output, which is GDP plus all the supply chain Dr. Mark Skuzin has this number that he comes up with called gross output, hit an all-time high. S&P 500, 500 revenues just hit an all-time high. And I think we're going to have a, a global kind of synchronized recovery. Uh, and and I, I think the stock market will do really well. I mean, the fourth quarter is generally the best quarter for the stock market. That's well documented. If you go back to 1990, 30 years, the fourth quarter has generally turned out 4.7% return on the S&P 500. But if you strip out some of the noise in the fourth quarter has always been in the election years, because every other year, congressmen or senators or the president are getting reelected. And so if you strip out those years and you just focus on the years that's not an election year, like this year is not mm -hmm. an election, the S&P has gone up 6.6% in the fourth quarter, and it's only been down one time, and that was in 07. So at the very end of the, you know, the 07, uh, expansion. So yeah. I think we have a really good odds of having, you know, the S&P at 4,600 plus and the, the Dow maybe 36, 37,000, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and a correction may be, I mean, everybody's talking about a correction and we need a 10% correction. Uh, but, you know, it can go a long time without a 10% correction. And frankly, we don't care. We've had it in print that the Dow is going to hit 50,000 in five years. So and Dave, we Part of your strategy is also using uh, volatility and options to generate extra income, right? Um, how does that affect, uh, if we do get a bigger swings in the market, how does that affect uh, that part of the strategy as uh, vol collapsed pretty quickly this past week? Does that, I mean, I imagine that changes what you're getting for that premium, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when the... Uh yeah, the, the VIX is now, what, 16 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we sell volatility just constantly. We go out 45 days. We sell a, a credit spread on the S&P 500, on the SPX or XP. And uh, we generally have been able to add about 400 basis points of return to the portfolio. And it's just a constant selling. We're not... Uh, uh, you know, we're not trying to pick times to add vol or, or to subtract it. We're just a constant seller of volatility uh, and just keep rolling it out if it goes in the money. Um, but, you know, when the VIX drops down, I mean, when the VIX is down at 12, you can only get a couple hundred basis points, maybe the way we do it. Uh, but when the VIX pops up, we might be able to get five or 600 basis points. So well, we just figure that over time, if we can add three to 400 bips, uh, to a portfolio that uh, eventually that adds up to a, a big number, you know. Dave, I like the details on the stocks you're looking at. Explanation of the strategy. Good to have you back on the show. Looking forward to more.